beautiful. Beautiful. Now put your light in the air for us. Everybody singing together, sing a new song. Welcome to the seventh episode of Egg Type Boutique, Reciprocity. I'm Issa Merritt. I'm Adria Merritt. Today we interview Miss Tierney White about her company, Manny and Me, where she makes custom-made masks, which she started as a form of self-care. Why do you think self-care is important? Mm, self-care. I think self-care is important, Issa, because I think it's important to fill yourself up. I think if you don't stop and take the time to take care of yourself, then you're not going to have what it needs to be the best version of yourself. So let me ask you this, Issa, school started, you're in full throttle. You are now at the point where you are taking 300 level major courses, a whole lot of reading, a whole lot of writing, and it takes up a lot of your time. So how do you balance that with self-care or do you let self-care go out the window when you find out that you have other urgent things to do? Well, one thing I've definitely changed from last semester is I started waking up an hour before my class started so that I can actually eat and shower and just get myself together instead of just rushing out of bed to open the computer. So that definitely helps. And also, I've been actually taking my breaks to eat because usually constantly last semester, I wouldn't eat for a whole day because I'd forget. As you say, I'd throw my self-care out the window. And sometimes I still do if I think there's something more important. But I do try to balance. So because you try to balance and you also have weekends, even though I know you do have work that you have to do on weekend. But when you talk about self-care and what that looks like, what do you because you don't have a whole lot of money as a college student You're on a budget. But still, self-care is important, right? It doesn't just have to be things that you pay for, like massages or manis and petties. So talk to me about things that you definitely do to make sure that you are filling your cup up consistently. One thing is usually on the weekends, I'll go hang out with my friends. But a lot of them are in school right now. But I have like a couple friends that are still here. So I'll do that. And also, I like doing activities alone, too, like some arts and crafts, pottery, stuff like that. Okay, so arts and craft, pottery, hanging out with your friends. Nice. So do you feel different when you let those things slide? Like, how does it balance you? Like, what do you notice when you actually take the time to invest in filling up your cup versus times that you don't? Is there a difference in the way that you might interact with other people? Because some people say that's really just not that important. They just want to grind. But tell me why for you it's important to pause and insert those moments. Because I definitely don't want my life to be surrounded by work. I don't want work to define me at all. So I definitely want to keep doing my own personal hobbies and finding what I like to do. Okay, so can I say balance might be an important word that you want to look at when you think about Mm self-care? Okay, so without further ado, we are going to chat it up with Miss Tyrone White, who is the creative and owner of Manny and Me. Part of her self-care, it started out as self-care and then it launched into full throttle. So let's explore a little bit more about Manny and Me. Good afternoon on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday. I have the opportunity to chat with Tyrannae, who is a creative and an entrepreneur. And I have known Tyrannae for a while, but my journey knowing Tyrannae was before her entrepreneurial and creative um, pursuits exploded. I knew her as a student back in her middle school days, (laughs) right, is where I first um, met. But Tyrannae, I want you to introduce yourself and talk about your, your business and just let the people know who you are. Okay. Well, hello, people. Hello, people. My name is Tyrone White. I am currently a college student, but I am also an entrepreneur, and I own my own mask-making business to cater to the COVID pandemic. Everybody needs a mask. Everybody needs a venue to express themselves and an outlet to express themselves, especially during a time like this. So I decided to put my artistic talents together and I started making custom masks for people who uh, need masks. I also give 
mask away. I have different events where I just make a bulk, a bulk of masks and I shoot them out. I make cotton masks, give them out to the community. But overall, I just, I love to create beautiful pieces and I go ahead and uh, give them to people. So I want to go back because you talk about using this for your artistic talent, right? So did you all, were you always coming along? Did you always see yourself as an artist? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> I was never, I, I wasn't a, a drawer or, you know, I, I never really saw myself drawing. I was even growing up. I just love looking at art, admiring art and being around creative people. My dad, it was an artist. And then everybody, I went to Woodside High School, full of artists. So I just, everywhere I went in my whole community evolved with just being around creative people. And so I just, I just had a fascination for it. Never knew I had a talent until I got, uh, I finally got my first iPad and I was into digital art. And I saw, you know, I don't have to be perfect on paper. No, artistic isn't about being perfect. It's just about making something beautiful in your eyes. And I was like, oh, I can do this all day. It's a, it's a stress reliever. It's, it's fun. And so I actually did it. I just did it just because, just because. Just and, you know, the pandemic was coming up. And my mom was like, you need to put that stuff on your mask. And I was like, oh, I figured out how to do it. I'm, I'm a kind of tech nerd as well. So I figured out how to get my art that was on paper, then on paper on my pad. I put it, you know, was able to print it off and press it onto this mask. And it just turned into something great. And I, I'm so grateful for it. So I want to go back in terms of even how, first of all, I love that your mom saw it and she oh, saw Lord. the potential in it, right? <laughs> so I know your mom is a cheerleader of cheerleaders, right? I'm so go ahead. <laughs> my mom is just everything i mean i she sees potential like she sees when i do stuff and as all parents do you know they always they, they see the passions that you have and they just want you to excel in it whatever you're passionate in and especially if it's making you feel good they just want you to keep going with it and my mom she just she was like you know plus i taught myself how to sew that was another passion i had i, I have a little thing for fashion just, just a little thing for fashion and i wanted to make my own clothes so i taught myself how to sew I got my, I found this old sewing machine, went on YouTube University, figured that out. And she was like, you know, you could really do something with this. It was, I was in a weird place at college. College was kind of just like depressing me. People were depressing me. I was just in a bad place. And so I came home and I had to re, I had to refocus. I had to reset and I had to regroup myself. And I ended up finding things I like to do, which was the digital art, sewing, clothes, all that kind of stuff. And it just kind of, put me in a great mood. And once my mom saw that, she was like, you got to take this and you got to go. You can't, you can't stay in this place. You, you got to, you got to go. And that's when the pandemic, it started getting worse. And I was like, I can definitely see where I can put A, B and C together and actually not only fix myself but help myself, I can get back to the community. And so, that's so, how so tell me about your marketing, right? Cause I've seen your masks and they are definitely great. I want to acknowledge your most recent ones that you have in honor of our new vice president, right? And so tell me about your marketing. How do you market your business? Well, really, uh, I just kind of got into the whole marketing aspect. I didn't realize the power of our social media. And that's what I genuinely start in. And I, I first I was marketing towards adults because I thought, you know, kids our age, they're, they're probably just going to go for the paper mask and keep it pushing. And when I, then I realized if everybody wants to be able to you know, share their voice, they, they want to have a mask of their own. It doesn't just cater to adults and grandmas that want to give their kids it. Artists, other entrepreneurs, they got businesses they're trying to start up too, and they want to see their logo on their face. They want to see their logo on somebody else's face. I started pushing it out to different Instagram influencers that wanted that, you know, they post pictures. So I got into Photoshop. And I can show where I can edit your pictures and I can put these pictures that you worked so hard for, I can put on a mask. And it's instant branding, not only for me, because they're going to ask where you got that from. It's branding for you. Oh, these pictures are beautiful. Or memorial pictures for, you know, people that's lost their daughters and sons. I do that as well. And it's just, it, it's, a, it's a just complete avenue for all that kind of stuff. It, it did not hit me at first when I started but as I got into it, I, I got to market to everybody. This is not, the pandemic affects everyone. Everybody got to wear a mask. So 
luckily for me, my brand, it, it, it was able to reach out to everyone. And so I'm glad I tapped into it now. I'm not an entrepreneur. Like I, I didn't think I was at first. But you are now and you own I that am. you are now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, woo. It, it's, it, it's been a journey, but I'm so glad I became one because it, being an entrepreneur is more than just, just business. It's, it's, it's mental. It's, it's the whole entrepreneur mentality. You got to be ready to work your product, work your business 24 hours a day. And I didn't, I didn't expect that at all. It's such a beautiful journey. I, I'm so glad I did it. So I want to go there. There's several things that you've mentioned that I would like to go back and explore a little deeper, but I'm going to go with your most recent when you talked about the entrepreneur mentality, right? And so when you think about, because first of all, let's go back. What was your major initially? Where were you in school? What was your major? I went to Virginia State University. I'll always be a Trojan at heart. And I was a biology major. So what did you think you were going to do, going to do? <laughs> I wanted, yeah, I still do. I want to go into the pre-med, pre-med. I, I want to be in the medical field. I want to work in hospitals. And I got into college and I, I, biology is hard. <laughs> Everybody that wants to work in medicine, you get that drive. I want to work in a hospital. And then you get into the major and it's like, ooh, these classes are a little harder than I thought. And I lost that fight. I lost that drive. And so, uh, but I was an athlete in college, so I wanted to play ball. That's why I kept my grades up. Okay, so what ball? I oh, played volleyball. I played mm-hmm. volleyball for Virginia State University. I played my freshman and sophomore year. I got injured my sophomore year, and I lost drive, lost drive, lost drive. And I did not see the necessity of I didn't. I, well, I didn't understand the necessity of having a passion for school as well. You can have a passion for a sport. But school is a whole different kind of drive. And so I came home. I came home. Mom told me to come home. You're not going to play around. So just come on home. And uh, came home. And I was like, oh, what do I do? And then I turned that frustration and, you know, antsiness to be competitive. Because I'm still an athlete. I got I to do something. And I turned that into, I said, well, I might as well go ahead and turn my passions into a business. And so now I'm learning to make these athletic connections and competitive connections that I have with volleyball and getting better and wanting to be better and learning about my product and learning about statistics in my area, who needs more masks, all that stuff. And it now that it drives my mentality now. Now it's not about, yeah. So let's talk more specific about that entrepreneurial mentality that you have. So if you have to be specific in terms of traits right? That you had to refine or that you had to build, or maybe that you didn't necessarily have at first that you knew were important. What traits would you say have been essential to your business? Communication. Communication is definitely one I struggled with at first because I'm not a talker. I wasn't a talker at first and I'm a very humble person. So I don't like to brag on myself a lot. I just, you know, I go by the way, you know, people see my work and they're like, okay. But I learned as being an entrepreneur, you got to brag on yourself. That's how you get yourself out there. You got to tell people, this is what I'm worth. This is my product. This is what I can do. I, it's, it's, you know, of course, talk about your weaknesses as well, but you always emphasize your strengths. And I've learned that that has boosted my confidence as well, just as a person, but even more so as an entrepreneur, just be able to communicate with people. Okay. And so I'm going to tap that and, and connect that to what you were saying in terms of with your marketing and rec- and your branding. And so you communicating with other entrepreneurs, with social influencers. Yes. So how did you open that door to be able to do it? Was, was it a DM? Was it a phone call? Was it someone who knows someone? What was your strategy? As far as reaching out to other businesses? Mm-hmm. Well, the, whole, the networking aspect that was a part of the communication as well. I'm not a person to, to ask for help and jumping into being an entrepreneur. You got to rely on other entrepreneurs to build up your brand as well. You help them build their brand up and they help you build your brand up. So reciprocity. Through, can we say reciprocity? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, um, it, I, it's not even like a, like a, it's not even competition. It, it's really uplifting. You know, as long as you're able to uplift each other, especially these small businesses, small minority businesses in in specificity in specificity <laughs> but we all have to be able to help each other 
And although none of our products or services are even in the same realm, but it's talking about our own businesses that's going to build our community up, our, our small commu um, business community up. And I've seen small businesses go from garage projects to manufactured factories and everything. And it just it started with networking within your own minority business community. I feel like networking is so essential as well. That's another part of being an entrepreneur I didn't know I needed to do. And I love it now. It's, it's become a community, it's a family. You know, I know I know businesses now that you know I can call it as, hey, how do you do this on your page? How do you how do you how did you what what, what is this hashtag algorithm that you guys are talking about? How do I even get into that? What, what, how do I get people to see my page? And they just tell me, you need to do this. You need to do this. Are you involved in this? Do you know about this? Have you tried Facebook Live? Have you tried Instagram Live? It, skyrocketed so i uh you just had a facebook live um yes, so tell me about your vision for facebook live how do you use it what is it done for expansion for your business the, the the facebook live actually was my mother's idea she wanted to call it she wanted to call it a, a mask masquerade mask arrayed and she wanted to like make it like this real elegant thing you know how my mom is she's just she's very my mother is very, um, she's an event designer and planner. She just likes intricate details. She wanted to make this thing huge. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. And she was like, you have to get out there. You have to do something. So I saw another business owner, friend I know, um, uh, BG's Blink. She's a paparazzi consultant, another college student. She's grinding as well. She does paparazzi parties. And when you go on there and you show your product, you show a number and the, the audience is able to say, hey, I like that product. I'll comment the number. I'm interested in it. And you keep it pushing from there. And, you know, you reach back out to them. Hey, you were interested in this. I have it for you. And I was like, that would be cool if I did that on Facebook Live, on Instagram Live to promote my masks. People need masks. People need to see what I can do. So every week, every Saturday, I go live from Instagram and Facebook. Of our, it's Manny and Me store. I go live every Saturday at seven o'clock. Me and my best friend in the whole wide world. She went to Crendon as well, Lika Wallace. Shout out to you. <laughs> she decided to help me with it because I'm a little camera shy. And she brings, she's just really hyper. And we discuss masks. We even bring on other business owners and artists and rappers and poets and artists and all these other cool uh, authors. Uh, we just recently had Bracia. Uh, yes, yes, I'm excited. You know, she's. We have her book. Issa and I have her book, and so she will be on one of the future Ectype Boutique podcasts. I'm so excited to chat with her. So shout beautiful. out to Bracia. Yes, Bray, shout out to Bracia. Uh, Bracia Bird, beautiful author. Uh, just very eloquently, eloquently spoken. It was a beautiful live. So much energy, and just having that kind of energy on the show. It brings people that would have never known I was even on, I was on Facebook or selling masks, brings them in to see what I can do. They share Bracia out. They share my audit, my guest member out. They get to see their favorite person and they get to see masks. So it's, it's a, it's a benefit situation. I get, they get um, their audience gets to see, uh, you know, just basically them in a different light and expounding on their businesses we talk about about different topics we talk about stuff that affects them you know mental health it just health in general you know just all this kind of stuff and it was just awesome it's just completely and i'm glad i could not only use my platform for me but i can bring other people up with me as well that's very nice i really like I'm going to go back to this theme of reciprocity. That seems yes. to be extremely um, important to you. So let's talk about your community, right? Because you talk about the fact that you like to give masks away. So what drove that decision? Because you're up and coming business. So you might not necessarily have a lot of profit yet. So why was it so important for you to start with service in the very beginning? Well, it started off as I made too many masks. Mm, I okay. made too many, too many, too many masks. I wasn't going to sell these. Nobody, I, you know, I, I didn't want, I didn't feel comfortable giving these masks. I mean, except making people buy these masks. And I was like, just give them away to people. People need them. It's, it's people that's really cutting up socks and putting up on their, putting their on their faces because they just genuinely don't want to buy a quality mask that will stop what they have from going out and stop what other people have coming in. 
day. I was like, it shouldn't have to be like this. And my mom, she has instilled, and my father have instilled in me, you're going to give back. I don't care how big you get. I don't care how big you think you are. You are going to give back. And it can be in the smallest way. So I say, let me just go ahead and get these masks out. You know, and it started, you know, just a few friends and family that just wanted, well, here, take two, take two, take two, take two. Then I have bags of masks that I literally just go, go. Drafts of masks that, you know, I like them, but it wasn't my 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 best, best work. You know, it, it's just, you know, goofy designs or something or art that I was just like, Ugh. you know, that goes. And I just want to make sure everybody has something on their face. It, it's just this this whole pandemic is a group effort. So you got to start somewhere. And so that's where the community service came from. Beautiful. So I want to go back also to the name of your business, Manny and Me, because <laughs> names names are powerful, right? Names Very. and names are deliberate. You know, Issa and I <laughs> named our podcast Ectype Boutique because Ectype was a clothing brand, right? That Kofi really? Michael and his um, partner, Kofi and Max, um, in process of developing. Max is continuing to run with it. They had several prototypes. Wow. What you see behind me are prototypes, right? So wow. already had those. And then from the interview that Kofi had from Woodside, from the fashion yes. show, he talked about wanting to own some boutiques. So it just made sense to me, Ectite Boutique, because we launched this in honor of him, right? Mm-hmm. It was certainly a part of our healing, but then more importantly, it became something that we're connecting with other entrepreneurs, other yes. creatives, giving them a platform. And I have been blown away by the capacity that you all have. And you're so young. You know, so I can only imagine yeah. where you're going. So I said that to say names are powerful. Yes. We invoke Kofi, right? And his vision. In with this and it allows him to continue to live like I wasn't playing when I said long live Kofi and I recognize their spirit realms that you can live make sense so names are powerful so talk about the name of your business my business is actually the name of my business is is actually my therapy Mm -hmm. and that's what I like to tell when I you know tell people what this is about people think you know it's just like it's a cute little name Annie me blah 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 but I actually am uh, a statistic. I am actually the only one out of every 250,000 people have a pregnancy and they don't know it. I was in college and I just, and remember I told you I got injured. And for some reason, I just got depressed. I got sad. I was just crying out of nowhere. I was doing weird stuff, like just just going to be by myself. I was not myself. And I thought by not playing sports, I was gaining weight. My face got a little fatter. I'm, I'm, for people at home, I'm, I'm not the thickest person in the world. I'm, I'm very tiny. <laughs> You're tall and lean. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Model-esque. That's what I'm going to call it. I wish. <laughs> well, own it. But my face just started getting a little bit fatter. My body did not change. My hips, my hips looked a little thicker, but it wasn't out of the ordinary. I was wearing bathing suits because I played beach volleyball as well. And I was just acting weird. I was crying all the time. I was just, but my, I was still having menstrual cycles. So I didn't have um, like a pregnancy scare or anything because I always got my, my period. I was like, what's, what's going on? And then I came home. Um, from school, it was summer. I came home and then I kind of told my mom, I don't know if I'm going back to school. I went down to Houston, hung out with my family. My family noticed a the difference. They just, you know, I'm not playing volleyball. I just look a little bit different. I just, you know, my face looks a little bit fatter. And I got home. And then the first day I got home, I actually did the Spark program in Newport News, which is an awesome program. And I love the Spark program. I just helping the kids and everything. But one day in particular, I cannot walk. Like my, my back was killing me. I could not even stand up on my two feet. And I told my dad, dad, come pick me up. I can't even stay in. I love working with these kids. So I would never skip a day to work. I said, dad, come pick me up. That night, I had some blue cheese for uh, with my wings. I got full. And I was. I just felt sick and nauseous. I am lactose intolerant, so I thought it was the blue cheese. And my stomach started hurting really bad. Mind you, my stomach's not protruding. I'm not, I, I have a like flat stomach. So that's why I'm like... You know, this has to be just gas or something. 
And that night I went in the bathroom and it's just, it just pain, 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 pain. And come to find out because I also want to be a OBGYN. So I know, I know what to, I know what I was feeling, and I was like, "This is this can't be." And come to find out, I I gave birth and I gave birth to my son in that tub by myself. Okay. That night. Okay. And uh, in the tub, I was just thinking, I was like, "This cannot be." <laughs> I don't know what this is. I don't know what's going on. I'm praying because I was like, if I die right now. Any, like this, how am I going to tell my mom? How am I going to tell anybody? And I went to the emergency room and uh, I just, everything happened so fast. I went from a college student. I went from being an athlete or ex-athlete, or, you know, whatever. I, went, I was a mom. So I wasn't worried about school. I wasn't worried about nothing. I was like, I, I got to worry about this kid's dad. You know, like it, this is, it's, it's so much that had happened in a matter of, I want to say 12 minutes. I was in labor. I was in labor all day, but that whole process probably took about twelve minutes. Twelve minutes and probably twenty some seconds. And um, I was like, "What am I going to do? What am I going to do?" And luckily, my parents—they were like, because I was thinking they're going to have you know scared teenagers. They're like, "Oh, uh-uh. they're going to kick me out the house. <laughs> it's going to be me on my own. This boy is crazy. You know, it's 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 so much going on." And my parents—they really sat down. They said, "The only thing I need you to do is finish school. We got the rest." And I, my jaw dropped. I was like, are you serious? That, that's it? That, that's all I said. I, I, we loved you before, and that doesn't stop now. Now we get to love you and him. His parents, his parents were, they didn't ask too many questions. You know, they were just like, you know, we got to do what we got to do. And uh, for five days, I was a mommy. I was, uh, he, he had suffered some, you know, complications because I did deliver four weeks, four weeks early. And but other than that, huge child. He was he was big. He was big. And you never stomach never protruded. I I only threw up one time, and it was because I thought I had some bad food. And Say that statistic again. What's that statistic? One, one in one in two hundred and fifty thousand women. Mm. They don't know that they're they don't show any symptoms. They don't have any symptoms. They don't show any signs. Mm-hmm. And I was one of them. So what are the odds? So <laughs> and I and that five days I was a mom I was ready to go I was already planning on starting a business I wanted to sell clothes like I just I like clothes and hair I was like I was gonna do that and I was like I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do it big I'm gonna finish school it's gonna be great he's not gonna be the excuse why I didn't do something he's gonna be the reason why I did what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and so I just had the whole hospital staff they just they were supporting me everybody just wanted me to see me just go get up it's all right. You're good. This is your son. We're here. Whatever you need, blah, blah, blah. And on uh, the fifth day, they noticed he was having a little bloody stool and they took him on to CHKD and, you know, his health kind of started declining from there. And he was he suffered from um, in, um, necrotizing intracolitis, which is a perforation in the stomach lining where the stomach lining actually starts deteriorating. And the in the contents were starting to come out, and ultimately he passed away from uh, blood poisoning. E. E. coli was there's too much E. coli in his blood, and of course he's a newborn, doesn't have the immune system to fight back to fight that back. So he passed away, and um, I still wanted to do the business. It was a hard blow. It was a hard blow, but I, I knew that's that competitive mind frame. I was like, I can't just. I can't just sit in this, you know, it's going to make me feel worse. I'm not going to go back to school. I was like, that's something I just really wanted to do. And my, my mom was like, well, you know, so now I'm home, I'm home, I'm home, home now like for good. And my mom's like, so what do you want to do? You know, you're not going back to school. Cause I told her, I just, I kind of want to go, I want to switch schools. I want to come home first and then I'll move on. And then she was like, okay, well, you want to go to Thomas Nelson? Yeah, I'm going to go to Thomas Nelson. I said, okay, so let's go ahead and finish that out. And then I said, let me go ahead and do my business. That's when I started finding those passions. I started learning how to sew. I started learning how to make masks <laughs> and then designing and doing art. And I put it all together. And then I said, what am I going to call the business? <laughs> and my mom was like, um, sewing, sewing things, sewing things. And just corny names. And I was like, nah, it's got to mean something. I was like, man, you mean? Annie and me, Annie and me, because it was just me and him in the tub. 
and it was gonna be me and him regardless of whoever else it was gonna be me and him so i was like enemy she was like oh it's beautiful it's beautiful <laughs> it's beautiful we gotta do it and it just took off from there so that's that's manny and me uh, i don't really talk about it on the live too much but i realized more so that by talking about it it is therapy mm -hmm. so now his name is becoming therapeutic i can i can speak on why i named my business after him and it's 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 blessed it's definitely blessed so I like to, and so as we, first of all, it, that's the homage, right? The honor. And then even to look at you and your resilience, your focus, your drive, like all of this is really elevated in this conversation that I'm having with you. I knew you in middle school and I know your mom. So I know how focused you are. I know how loving your family is. And I think that's important too. And then that love is definitely evident as you talk about this journey and how you saw yourself, right? In that role and naming your business. So with that in mind, I always like to end my segment or have a, a section in my segment with its three words, right? Okay. And I feel in a sense, a kindred connection in that our naming is an honor of our sons, yes. right? Yes. Right? And so you were blessed to have your son for five days. I was blessed to have my son for 21 years. Yes. Love is love. And there's love nothing like a mother's love, right? So yeah. when you think about Manny and me, your business, you already said blessed. So I'm gonna take that as one of your words. So when you think about the identity of your business, right? And everything that you've told me, right. you're weaving in your art, you're weaving in giving back to the community, you are networking, you're communicating. I'm just kind of drawing in all the beautiful, specific things that you've told me. When you think of Manny and me and your brand, other than bless, I'm going to take that one, Tyranny, because okay, I love that. One. So I'm going to take one of your words. Give me two other words that encompass all that it is okay let me take a breath i want to say the whole business as a whole another word um my mom gave me this word just recently and i'm going to say expiration date like everything has an expiration date from people to ideas to businesses so my son's expiration date was actually the beginning of another date and the day my business starts and when my the day my business ends there's going to always be something that's going to come after that that's going to that's going to start so just because something has an expiration date i feel like it it's, it's a beginning of another date so i want to say expiration date I, I do like that word um and i want to say therapy therapy my business is my therapy it's my outlet it's my my drive is it's, it's really where I sit down and I just reflect every time I, I do a stitch or I, I saw a mask up every mask is like a tear you know that I want to cry but it, it's physically man manifested into something and I can just give it I can just give it out to people or somebody's purchasing that from me and it, they're purchasing my, my therapy they're, they're purchasing what you know it, it's saving me because I feel like without my business, what would I be doing now? I would be, you know, probably somewhere <laughs> depressed. I don't know. Crying. I don't know. And I try not to imagine it, but. So, you know, Tierney, like, I just need you before we end this segment to understand, <laughs> seriously, when we think about, I think what has shown me or shown up for me in this window is just assurance. And when I say assurance, God, our creator, has been very deliberate in this period since Kofi transitioned. I like when one thing ends, another period begins. So when Kofi transitioned, God has been very deliberate about giving me assurances. Yes. And so you in this conversation, especially as we're coming to a close, have been my assurance. And, and let me really quickly tell you why. Issa just said to me, because she and I have been very deliberate about um, getting um, crystals and reading about crystals, yeah. <laughs> been very deliberate about essential oils, um, very deliberate about being in nature. And she just said to me today, mom, what would you be doing 
if we hadn't started this, right? And you just echoed the sentiment. This has saved me. Like the podcast saved me. And so the word that you also gave in terms of therapy, the podcast is my therapy and reciprocity came up heavily in what you were saying. And that I am so delighted to be able to let young entrepreneurs share their voice or create that platform for young entrepreneurs and visionaries. But the reality is you're saving me. Like you're saving me to hear what you're doing, to hear your action steps. So I get that. And then the other word that you just said was manifesting. Right. And I feel like every time conversations manifest, every time I'm able to sit down and finalize and send a podcast out manifestations, every time I'm able to sit down and think about who I'd like to chat with and then it becomes reality manifestation. So you have just been my assurance for today. Right. And I said how God has given me assurance. Right. So I'm just grateful that in this conversation, you have been that for me today. I'm so glad I could do that. Ah, I'm so glad I could do that. That that makes me feel good. And it's like you said, the the reciprocity. I've never, that's a new word. I'm going to use it more often, (laughs) but I feel like that's definitely is what's happening. And I'm glad that, you know, your outlet is here for us, you know, for us to vent and for us to tell you how our businesses are just so special and meaningful to us. Like that is essential. This is, that's what, that's why we have each other. And I I really do appreciate being here. It's definitely been a therapy as well. (laughs) So as we end, you have to shout out. So I want people to be able to see these beautiful masks that you're creating. Tell me where I need to go. I don't know your mask. I don't know Manny and me. Tell me how I find out. Okay, so uh, just to see all my work, all my work is Manny and Me Store. If you're looking for the website, it's M-A-N-N-Y-A-N-D-M-E-S-T-O-R-E.com. If you're trying to find us on Instagram, it's just the at sign in front of Manny and Me Store. If you're looking for us on Facebook, Manny and Me Store, everything is Manny and Me Store. So whatever platform you're on, I'm pretty sure we're on it as well. <laughs> and how frequently do you go live? When do you go live? We go live every Saturday at 7 p.m. on both platforms. So I try, I go on live from Facebook and Instagram. And if you know any artists as well or any kind of influencers, we're, I'm looking for you guys too. And I would love to have you guys on my show as well. It will be an honor. Your testimony is beautiful. Your journey is beautiful. You are beautiful. So I am definitely excited about the work ahead of you, right? The journey ahead of you. And I thank you for your transparency because this is going to resonate and inspire and empower another entrepreneur to come up behind you and be a part of that network that you're talking about. That's the plan. That is the plan. That's the goal. All right. Tyranny White, everybody. Manny and me store. So I really enjoyed my conversation with Terrene. When you think about reciprocity, that process of almost, I want to say kind of like karma, the whole idea of the cycle, you get out what you put in, the whole idea of you sending good vibes, it coming back your way. And for her, my conversation with her definitely was affirming for me. I felt like she said a lot of things that resonated with me, that gave me confidence about the importance of the work that we're doing, Um, not just for showcasing entrepreneurs, but even looking at how they themselves can pay it forward as they're working with and lifting up a community of other entrepreneurs. So reciprocity was definitely a big theme. So Issa, when you think about reciprocity, when you think about getting something back, so can you tell me something that you got out of the conversation got back out of the conversation with her that really resonated with you? I'd say our conversation about boundaries, especially when she was talking about how she sets boundaries with people who she's close with and her friends. Mm, Is that hard? I mean, like, I would think that with friends, because you know them, right? People who you know, it's easy to clearly say, I can't hang right now, or even with your family, mm, I need a little downtime right now. But do you think it's a difficult process of setting boundaries, especially with people who you're close with? I think it's completely depending on the relationship you have with the person. Like if you set boundaries from the beginning, 
then it's probably not hard. But if you've been like attached at the hip with them and then one day you want to chill and branch out, then it probably will be hard. Can we say that setting boundaries is a form of self-care? I mean, do you notice a difference when you allow people to kind of like encroach on your territory and you can't say no versus when you can define how much time or what it is that people are allowed to do? I mean, I've never had a friend that I couldn't say no to. Um, I don't know of a friendship that is like that. That's kind of strange. That seems very toxic. So, yeah. Okay. So kudos for you for being from the jump, having that confidence to be able to, or having those friendships, I should say, that are those healthy friendships where it's easy for you to say no and to back away. Do you think in other types of relationships, it's been more difficult? Like, can you think back to relationships you may have had where it's been hard for you to set boundaries? Or do you think that's always been something that's been easy for you to establish? Honestly, I'd say it was the reverse. Like I loosened up. Because I feel like I kind of used to be very harsh with it. Oh, so it was, you used to set two confining of boundaries and then you loosened up and started to allow people to have more of your time. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Okay. So boundaries, certainly one of the topics that Issa is going to talk about with Tyrone. So let's jump into the conversation with Tyrone White owner of the custom mask making company Manny and Me and Issa. Okay, so I imagine running a business is like a lot of work. So what are the things that you do to like balance and take care of yourself? I put everything or anything on a mask. And I that is I thought that was my self-care, but now that turning it into a business is it's it's I'm an entrepreneur now. I you got to find something outside of your business to be your self-care. So I, what do I do? I exercise. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a baller. Like I'm an athlete. So I, I gotta, I gotta get out. I gotta do something. I gotta run. I gotta coach. I gotta, and I've, I've taken up coaching a volleyball team, uh, oh, CBC. Yes. Uh, Colonial volleyball club is in the seven five seven area. Uh, awesome coach, awesome director. All my coaches are cool, and that was, I thought that was self care, and then they ended up stressing me out too. <laughs> just, just being a coach is just stressful, so I I had to find something else. So I ended up getting into like hair, mm-hmm. like I like doing my hair, and I was like, this is kind of therapeutic. I used I'll to be obsessed with doing my hair. Girl, I love it, and I don't know, I don't know if it's actually me doing it or is it the 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 journey of learning my hair, I think is very therapeutic mm-hmm. as well. But I've, I've always been natural, but I never know how to take care of my hair. So I think anytime I'm able to deep condition my hair, put a mask on, sit back, relax, watch some more natural YouTube videos, because your hair will just never be perfect. So you're just going to have yeah. to keep watching YouTube videos. I, once I started doing that, that, that became my self-care. So I have to like at least once a week, wash my hair, deep condition, do something so I can calm down. I can find my peace because I thought the business was my self-care, but then it became my business. And, you know, business with businesses and stuff, you just want to, you want to make it better. It's a competitive mind state and you can't be in that competitive frame of mind all the time. Mm -hmm. So that's doing my hair. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what I was about to talk about too, with you talking about, um, your frame of mind being like competitive because I was just about to talk about um, like how being in your work can like overwhelm you and like how taking care of yourself can make sure that you're not like taking those feelings and like living with those and like your whole life becomes surrounded by work because that's like not who you are at all. And like when you were talking about the uh, doing your hair like I used to do that stuff too like I used to um, well not even used to I still do it but for self-care I used to limit it to only like physical things I guess like I would do my face mask and my toes done and I would like spend like three days doing a a wash day by watching like YouTube videos and stuff (laughs) but now it's like because I also felt like I had to uh always be focused on my work so then later in life 
I can like do whatever I want. But now right. I like I realize realize that you can't like cut your life off like that. You have to like always do something. So I've changed it to like making sure that I'm actually like going out with my friends and doing yes. stuff that I like. Like I'm doing like pottery and stuff. Like I've always oh, now that's cool doing art, even though I'm not like the best at it, of course. No, but it's even the journey of learning how to do it. That's self care. You know, yeah. I've uh, I've kind of opened my brain up. I'm, I'm learning ASL. So really? that, that's cool. Yes. And it's it's just not only do people in our world need it, there people need you know, translators, they need other people to advocate for them. Cause mm-hmm. I was actually in a Starbucks. I was in a Starbucks and this lady was trying to sign what her order was. And they, they, they had to get pen and paper. They had to get the manager. And it, I was like, yes. it's gotta be an easier way. It's gotta be an easier way. And if there was more advocates, you know, to speak for her, it wouldn't have been as hard. And I was like, this could be self-care cause it's genuinely something I like to do. It's genuinely something that gets my mind away from being at a at a tense you know statute for mm-hmm. almost eight hours in a day and so like even like you said getting out with your friends you your your friends can be annoying sometimes but you don't realize yeah. how therapeutic it is when you know you can just laugh you can just be yourself so when I, you're I, doing I, like when you're learning aso like how do you do you get like frustrated when you can't like learn a certain thing yeah aso i literally i i, I think faster than my hands can move Mm -hmm. and so it's I really (laughs) it's frustrating when you mess up because you can't do stuff really fast in ASL Mm -hmm. every hand sign has to be distinct and it has to be solid so other people can understand you can't just sign all fast and stuff and I think fast and I speak fast and this is something that's taught me to calm down take your time and you can communicate with anybody so it's, it's actually, it does frustrate me a little bit, but it's helped me a lot more. Yeah. And, okay, so I've noticed how you said, like, and I definitely agree, like, sometimes when you're hanging with your friends and they can be annoying, or, like, when you were, like, a volleyball coach and, like, they got annoying, and, like, sometimes, well, like, learning well. ASL can be frustrating. So, like, when you get annoyed with something that you find therapeutic, how do you tell yourself to, like, keep doing it instead of just jumping to something else that won't? annoy you so much i actually i think what i do is i find another interest i have multiple interests so when one frustrates me and i'm like okay i'm done i just go do my hair mm-hmm. okay i'm done with my hair my, my hair is not looking the way it's supposed to in the video <laughs> i'm gonna move on to something else i read oh no that's not okay i hate this book i hate the way it ended i move on to something else and i think having those different outlets in it you know there's still interest so of course you're going to gravitate back towards it and you're going to keep staying in that realm you're just going to move on to the next one on to the next one and it keeps the brain pathways in your brain open to learning new things you're branching these new connections in your mind and you're still enjoying what you do you don't you know how when you you have friends that just generally are like i need a break from you yeah you go to your other friend group that's what that is to me like my friend is like my hair. When she gets on my nerves, I have to I have to give her a break. I just go ahead and do what you got to do, and then I just kind of bounce around. But in the process, I'm still happy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm definitely glad you know I did that finding different ways to manage it. Yeah, and like talking about like you're jumping to all these things, but like you're happy is what's important. I love that too because I'm currently interested in doing like environmental law because I think there's like definitely important work to be done there but like I feel like that's not like the one thing I want to do like I also want to start my own business um for like I want to have like um stores that sell like environmentally sustainable alternatives for like everyday products so it's like I can I feel like doing multiple things is definitely good for you because as you said like when some one thing isn't uh satisfying you you can go to the next but really like my goal is just to find something that satisfies me and makes me happy and that's like my whole goal right there's like one singular thing mm-hmm. oh yeah and i definitely do believe like at like at the end of the day like um like athletics that will always be my my 
form of I say it's self-care. I feel like any self-care is anything that that makes you happy. That that allows you just to unwind and make you happy. Now it does sound like it's contradictory because you know you're playing a sport. It's no way you can unwind playing a sport. Yeah. But I genuinely feel at peace when I'm throwing weights over my head or I'm running or it's a mental zone that I'm in. It's just, it's nothing like it. And I feel like I can relate to what you said, you know, just trying to find a passion that you just, no matter, it, it can never frustrate you. It'll never, I feel like volleyball, it never, even when I mess up, it never makes me like, I hate this sport. It just it makes me like, okay, let's do something else. I would like, I want to throw another ball at me, hit, hit it harder. So I can get it right. It is that's just one of those things. But I would that is really cool with the environmentally sustainable items. Like I think that's essential. Yeah, a lot of people definitely. don't see the importance of it. But another thing is even when you were talking about uh I'm going again back to when you were telling talking about uh telling your friends like you need a break from them. So another important part of self-care is definitely like setting boundaries. But how have you learned to do that? Like to set boundaries for yourself without I, offending the other person? Depending on, I feel like boundaries, it shouldn't offend somebody. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you set a boundary and someone is offended by your boundary, that is a them problem. That's not a you problem. And your friends in your friend group, if they're your friends, they're going to respect boundaries. Like my my co-host on my show, I have a show at seven o'clock on Saturdays. My best friend in the whole wide world. Uh, she, we see each other. Literally, she lived down the street from me. Like I could I could skip to her house, <laughs> and we, I've known her since elementary school. And I was like, I we, we got to a point where we were seeing each other every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, and we talked, and we were like, you know. I understand if you need your space and you understand I need my space. So we literally, we will see maybe each other once a week or we FaceTime each other, but we have to set that boundary too because we're noticing emotional clashes. And I feel like if your friends can respect that you say, hey, look, I I don't know, what's a simple boundary? I don't like to talk on the phone past nine o'clock. So don't call me past nine o'clock. You know, if your friends don't understand why that bothers you to a point where you have to set a boundary are they a friend you know mm-hmm. it's, it, it kind of comes to that too but some people they don't understand boundaries at all they feel like boundaries are just like well you just want it your way yeah. and it's really it's really it's like a mental health thing you know I, so it's, it's this way for a reason I can't function properly I can't be my best person if I don't set this boundary up so yeah I, I think that if friends really understand boundaries that's a good relationship. Yeah, definitely good relationships are like an extremely important part of self-care because that's how you see yourself and everything. So that's mainly, that was my topic. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you for your time. Everybody singing together, sing a new song. Put your lighter in the air for love.